Hey, Kyle, it's Friday already. Feels like a short weekend, a long week all at the same time. But today we're going to talk about a few things. FedEx package is going down. Tesla service centers and Uber got hacked. Everywhere I go. Oh, he's singing today. Yo, I don't know if anybody noticed if you're watching, Kyle has decided to take up MMA in the evenings and he took a mean yeah, right cross. <laughs> Full cracked. It's not actually what happened, but no, it's rough. But I like that story better. I like that story better. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm telling you what. This morning, we got the pleasure of hanging out on uh, on Clubhouse with some of our investors and people that attended a SodaCon and just like all the feelings welled up again of like what Jeez. what went well and how people perceived the conference and did my heart good. Oh, uh, hearing the perspectives. Here's the thing. So let's give you a little inside baseball here. So we got back from a SotoCon on Tuesday, right? Everyone flew home, drove home. We all collapsed. I've never, ever left it on the field like I did for this one. Ever. I can tell you that 100%. Right. And then Wednesday, we all kind of like the team had a group call, came in, noon, one o'clock, right? We'd like, let's do a little talk about all the things, like our individual experiences, because there was like a lot of high fives between our team, but we didn't spend a ton of time together because we were running. And we just talked about all the amazing experiences and the deep conversations and like the, the growth we saw in one another. And it, it was amazing. It was like amazing to do that. And yesterday we were like, let's talk about all that stuff. And yesterday we had 20 minute ish debrief meetings with one-on-ones or two-on-ones. Kyle and I had meetings with everybody on the team. And we started talking about all the things that went wrong, right? Cause it's important to debrief. Like, let's talk about, right. you know, let's it. talk about what didn't work out right. What we want to do better next time, you know, um, personality conflicts, all the things that happen when you're actually doing something meaningful, right? Friction happens when there's movement. Absolutely. And, and we were driving home yesterday and I said to Kyle, I was like, yo, I didn't see today coming. <laughs> and, that, and that really is for anybody who who like leads anything or is trying to move anything forward. You realize like, hey, it's the, the parallel rails. Like you do a lot of good things and then there's like a lot of a lot of friction that you have to figure out how to how to work with and work through. So yep. like it, it is this roller coaster of being an entrepreneur. And again, the conversations yesterday were all great and positive and productive. Really great. Yeah, no, I think, you know, from like, you know, we're managing people, first of all. And anytime you're working with people, there there are always going to be things that come up that are not the easiest things. And so just I, I was appreciative that but like that you stepped in with me, that our team stepped in and like we dealt with some stuff. Also, to look back and look at the little things that like, quote unquote, went wrong. Right. That nobody else noticed that one, nobody else noticed. <laughs> and two, it's like you know what? That's an extremely solvable thing for next time. Like we can take a yeah. couple little ticks. We needed up, a up sign the right there. Yeah, right? we needed a sign. Great. Solve <laughs> for next time. Put it on the spreadsheet. We'll order the sign. You know, Over. like it was really cool to just think, okay, our team saw those little things, was aware enough in the moment to write it down or to, to put a placeholder so that next time we can make the adjustments that are next necessary. And I think what that's going to do is it's also going to heighten our awareness for the little things that we might not miss next time oh, that, that are in doubt. the same vein. And so, you know, for, for our team, like we're just super proud of our team for beaming, leaning in, in that way. And this was the constant theme for us. And this is what I think when, if you're leading any sort of company, if you get to this point where you're like, 
I think everybody on the team took so much ownership. They took it personally. Yeah. <laughs> right? And you're you like, it. holy cow. This is like, there's a transfer of ownership there. And so I'm just People would kill for that mentality. Yeah. Right. Has its own thing. Well, we are excited. So we jumped in Clubhouse this morning and there are a few hundred people in there. And a lot of the attendees and our investors were in there talking about the things that they enjoyed most about it. And it was like the contradictory opinions, right? You do it this way, you do it this way. And how that was accepted and how people were taking away best practices from that. Uh, somebody said like, hey, I, I didn't know who was a dealer and who was a vendor, which actually helped a lot because I was having more meaningful conversations. Um more easily, right? Which is the point of the collaboration. And so again, we want to thank our presenting sponsor, cars.com, all of the other collaborators that were willing to step into a new format and get in the scrum with us because they also believe the collaboration is the way forward. We have a few news stories, uh, but first we want to talk about, we are going to be bouncing from this live stream into the all things used car clubhouse room. So if you go in clubhouse, search all things used cars, it'll pop up right away. We're going in there in just 11 minutes from now, which will be 9 a.m. Eastern standard time. Uh, we're going to recap uh, what went on in the live all things used cars. And if you are an industry dealer, industry partner, or just an entrepreneur, I think you'll have a lot of takeaways from that. We have to talk about some news. Speaking of taking things away. Stop. Segway. Oh, that's a brutal segue on this first one. Well, yeah. it is. It is, but it's real. It's it real. real. FedEx announced yesterday it's closing locations and parking aircraft after volumes of packages have dropped significantly, sounding the alarm on reduced retail spending. So revenue at FedEx Ground, which is uh, handles mostly e-commerce deliveries, right? You buy stuff online and they ship via FedEx or it's a big Big part of FedEx's business uh, deliveries are down about $300 million below what the forecasts were uh, because of the news oh. shares are down 19% pre-market training this morning. CEO Raj Subramaniam. I practiced that last name. That is you a nasty You name. No I, I did literally said it out loud like five times. He announced actions to reduce costs by uh, freezing hiring, closing 90 FedEx office locations, parking cargo aircraft, reducing Sunday ground ops, and closing five corporate offices. Yo, how many corporate offices corporate do you have if offices? you can close five corporate offices? Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So this is my question. So the quote here is people are buying less. They're paying more for air travel and other, other experiences, mm -hmm. uh, which was said by Satish Jindal, president of a research firm, SJ Consulting Group. My Here's my... Here's my unpopular opinion in the stock market crowd is, well, and, and we, we can look at the broader retail numbers, but I do think that there are more people like when I, when I drive past malls and strip malls and Walmart and Target and that type of stuff, those parking lots are slammed right now. Like you can't find a parking spot. So I'm wondering how many people are are actually moving back away from e-commerce. I would love to start to see some trends on like, is 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 retail is brick and mortar over coming back into that e-commerce push that was a balance that was happening is, right. is, is, is there a balancing act happening and that's that's you know what else change there's there's know. also pro i mean out. you know what else i've noticed is that like it seems like the 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 what's it called click and brick brick and click i don't know brick where to, you order brick, click to brick click to brick yes man when i walk in like target walmart like that those shelves are full 
Like yeah. they have staff running stuff out to people, picking oh stuff off goodness. the lots. Yes. Right. So that also eliminates the need for shipping because for me personally, if I can get it, we did it for the PlayStation. We gave away at, uh, at a SodaCon, right? Yeah. I would rather buy it online and then like drive six miles to pick it up versus waiting for it to ship to my house. We got to wait a few days. Yes. The dogs are yeah. going to bark at the FedEx guy. Like it just is <laughs> more of a hassle to me. And you know, my dogs, man, it, I have three dogs and it's like come a, at you. Right. A crazy yeah. pack. Every time that Amazon truck comes down, we put a box at the end of our driveway. We're like, do yourself a favor. Just put it in the box. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. It. We got to go on to the next story just because uh, keep rolling. Keep rolling. Here we today. go. Okay. No segue, but. Listen to this. This one really got me interested. I had to like dive back a few articles, um, you know, like going back to last year. But check this out. Tesla has been showing signs of moving away from small retail boutiques and toward Tesla centers, which when I looked at it, I was like, that looking looks and feels a lot more like I think I've seen one then before. <laughs> Absolutely different <laughs> logo on it. Looked like a dealership to me. Well, last year, apparently I went back and they announced that they were closing a lot of their high rent retail spaces, but continued hiring sales associates. So they closed the retail spaces, kept hiring sales associates as they looked for lower rent areas to put larger facilities in and really started to go in, lean into this online ordering with support teams. Uh, sources familiar with the matter said there has been success with that strategy in North America. And now they're rolling out the Tesla center strategy more in China. Um, so investments in the service experience have also been increasing. Elon Musk has said like they know they're struggling in service. It's a topic we've talked about here. Um, you know, Tesla service is rough. Todd Caputo, our friend, was telling us like he's got a Tesla. He's like, yeah, it's rough. So I don't know. Is this a shift to to a, a world where it's like maybe there is something to having something in person that people can Absolutely. go to? Absolutely. Well, actually, so Ben Hadley also said yesterday, so this is interesting, is that is that many Tesla owners are finding the majority of their communication through communities on social media. Like that's where they're finding their source of news about what's next, what's happening. And because the retail dealer network is not a part of that, you don't get those localized, personalized communication messages about service or updates about the next thing coming, anything like that, or charging or all of the education that the retail dealer network provides currently in internal combustion engine uh, resourcing. And and so, you know, I think man, there's I, something happening. I've I'm been, just saying, I think, I think we might be onto something here. I, you know? You've heard it here first. Ben uh, just put in the chat, we are reverting to the mean on e-com growth. And there's uh, actually, if you're in the LinkedIn chat, you can see he posted a link to an article um, or to a post that kind of goes in a little more depth in the thinking. So um, it is kind of one of those, I feel like it's an energizing motor for retail automotive. Yes. Right. Yep. Because now all of a sudden that means like advantage shift, right? Retail auto is figuring out the digital landscape, you know, being flexible with BDCs and call center reps. And like, we're figuring all that out. I'm still figuring out EVs. However, there's one thing that I think that we have figured out far above is that in-person experience, the in-person service experience, like, like, Ah, it's kind of an energizing feeling, honestly. Operators, the best <laughs> operators, their communities love them for it. So, yeah, uh, no doubt. So oh, we'll man. we'll see where that goes, but I think it opens a world of opportunity. One last story. Speaking of taking advantage of an opportunity, stop. Segway. Time. <laughs> Uber <laughs> has suffered a systemic hack by an, an alleged 18-year-old teen. Employees thought it was a joke. 
the alleged hacker um, who goes by the handle Teapot on Telegram. He was able to social engineer uh, an Uber employee to gain access to their internet, which opened up Amazon Web Services, Google Cloud Platform, G Suite. Literally everything is exposed. Um, so basically what he did is he went on the Uber Slack and he said here, what's, what is it? Uh, he said, I announce I am a hacker and Uber has suffered a data breach. He literally pokes, posted that in the team Slack. And then people thought it was a joke. Right. People, thought it like was people a are hoping. Right. Yeah. Posting like popcorn emojis that it's happening gif. Right. And then they realized, oh, oh, shoot. This is real. real. Yeah. I mean, the the fact that it's it's really interesting. It's like he got in and what 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 has come out is he basically he's like, hey, I have it all. I, there's no real end result here. It's just the fact that I'm here and I and I did it. So congratulations to you not being aware of what's going on that like literally breaching 100% of their consumer data, but it doesn't appear that he's actually doing anything with it. I, I think like the takeaway for me on this is you have to be communicating with your people at all times, the opportunity that your data has to be completely ambushed without anybody really recognizing what's going on before it's too late. So being hyper aware of phishing scams, being hyper aware of logins, where you're passing passwords, group logins, hope, hoping that's not happened, secure data, all of that type of stuff. It's like you have to be hyper aware as a company, especially as we, as, as we approach some of these like FTC guidelines for dealerships. Um, you, uh, It you seems know. like... It seems like this hack was like he was really able to, number one, get access through a social means, not through a technical means. And also, when he scanned the system, he found like logins and stuff where they shouldn't have been communicated right. in ways they shouldn't have been. So it's almost like this was an avoidable thing. I mean, he got into the system, but it seems like it was avoidable with best practices. Um, I hope he's like, you know, like the Joker, you know, I'm like a dog chasing a car. I wouldn't know what to do it if I caught it. I think he caught the car. I hope he just steps back. I hope Uber can fix it. Uh, my data's in there, right? So I hope that stays safe, right? Your no data's doubt. in there. My driver's license number is in there. Without Either way, a doubt. that's the news today. We hope you make the most of this Friday. Go out there, serve somebody, serve each other, get incrementally better. We have a lot of opportunity.